This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Terry Beasel, BH3259, of Midwest Garrison, who passed away on June 27th, and Will Friedrichs, BH6566, of Dubak Ridge Garrison, who passed away on August 11th. We salute these gentlemen as they enter our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found a computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 104 for August 2017, and here are your hosts, myself, Marcus, TK14057. Nikki, DZ8397. And I'm Joe, SL12743. The 501st Legion is currently at 11,915 members with 21,840 approved costumes in the Legion. Shout out to our newest member, listed on 501st.com at the time of recording, is Gary Dore, TK12254, in Georgia Garrison. This episode, we're gearing up to find the Force during Force Friday 2, party the night away at DragonCon, and hear about Nikki's adventures in San Francisco. Stay tuned. Before we get too much further into this episode, we do want to take a moment to send good vibes to Texas, especially our Star Garrison troopers. Several of our members are now homeless, alongside hundreds of others in Harvey's path. Please stay tuned to our Facebook and other social pages, as that's where we'll be sharing information about how our listeners can help from afar, if you're in the position to do so. And I've seen on uh, Facebook that uh, some of our members are actually opening their homes to uh, uh, people in need, not just other members. Uh, so that's uh, really good. And I think it speaks a lot of what the 501st Legion stands for. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, kudos to uh, uh, another Nikki out there that I know who's done that and uh, uh, all the other uh, 501st members and people in general that are opening their homes. And uh, it's it's real touching. I have family in Corpus Christi. So it's just uh, it's really uh, amazing uh, seeing people coming out to help each other. Our first bit of recent news is a shout-out to Washington State's Garrison Titan. They're featured in a two-page spread in issue number 175 of Star Wars Insider because of a charity check presentation they made to Seattle Children's Hospital. With support of their Rebel Legion and Mandalorian Merc counterparts, they raised $23,000 for the hospital. Amazing job. Hopefully many of you have started to see the Find the Force graphics popping up online or in your emails from Lucasfilm and Disney licensees and partners, or have seen the transmission from General Leia on your social media feed. If you haven't already, be sure to download or update the Star Wars app on your phone as you're going to want to have that ready for Force Friday, which is this Friday, September 1st. So you can collect one or all of the 15 augmented reality characters that will be part of this new game. And of course, for the new toys and collectibles crowd, this is the big weekend when all the new merchandise for The Last Jedi is officially released. While several stores have spelled the fun and put product out early, the official sale date isn't until 
12.01 a.m. on September 1st. We'll talk a bit more about Force Friday, too, during our upcoming events segment. And we have two new CRL entries since last episode. Flagship Eclipse has updated their Darth Nihilus Champions of the Force CRL, and our Clone Trooper Detachment completed the Wolfpack Grunt Malevolence variant CRL. So that costume is now ready for approval. You can check out links to both of these in our show notes. And thanks again to Legion Membership Officer Eric, TK9674, for that update. Hi, this is Stephen Stanton, honorary member of the 501st, and you're listening to the 501st cast. Mission reports. From June 22nd through the 24th, Old Line Garrison members had the honor of trooping a John Williams concert at the Kennedy Center. They were asked to mingle around the area outside the concert hall for pictures, but ended up mostly remaining stationary as there were so many people asking for photos. Members were then able to watch most of the concert the first night before heading back out for more photos during the intermission. The crowds were definitely thrilled to see our members and got nothing but smiles and glee from everyone who wanted a picture. For the second night, troopers missed out on the first half of the concert, but were able to rush to de-suit after trooping intermission to catch the Star Wars portion of the program from the audience. It was magical. For the final night, there was also a production of The Sound of Music taking place at the nearby Opera House, so those patrons had the bonus opportunity of getting photos with Star Wars characters during their intermission, too. During the weekend of June 23rd through 25th, members of Mid-South Garrison Troop Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee, they had an outstanding booth display, and throughout the weekend, they had people come by and ask questions about the Fire Force Legion. In addition, they hosted Blasted Trooper, and members participated by either being targets, blaster loaders, or nerf herders. Thanks to the efforts, the garrison raised $472 for the East Tennessee chapter of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Thanks to my garrison mate, Alex, SL4142, for that report. My good old buddy, Alex. I know him well. Yep. Did you get to go to that troop? No, uh, unfortunately not. It's it's about a three-hour trip east, and I just couldn't make that. But uh, we had a strong presence regardless. Very cool. Mm-hmm. On June 24th, six Alaskan Outpost members, plus some support personnel, headed to Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson and the Army Air Force Exchange Shop to spend most of the day trooping and visiting with kids and families living on the military base. Check out the photo gallery linked in our show notes to see all the photos they posed for, plus a whole bunch of photos that capture the shenanigans they got into whilst having free reign of the base exchange. Thanks to Jen, IC84864, for that report. On June 25th, 2017, members of Carolina Garrison and Rebel Legion's Blue Ridge Base helped kick off Superhero Week at the Victory Junction Camp. This was the fifth year, after a two-year hiatus, that the Carolina Garrison and Blue Ridge Base have helped welcome the kids to camp. Victory Junction is a medically safe yet exhilarating camp that challenges children who have a serious medical condition to try things they'd never imagined possible. As they conquer activities like zip lining and archery or experience bowling, fishing, or swimming, children build confidence that will shape how they view the rest of their lives. Members of the Carolina Garrison and Blue Ridge Base spent a few hours interacting, playing board games, and taking photos with the kids and their families as they arrived at camp. Shout out to Lewis, CB20275, who was visiting from a Portuguese outpost and helped squire for this troop. Thanks to Lewis, DZ6570, for that report. Empire City Garrison attended Eternal Con at the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, Long Island, 
on Saturday, July 1st and Sunday, July 2nd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. each day. Eternal Con has become Long Island's premier pop culture expo, featuring over 200 vendors, artists, and various celebrities signing autographs. Every year, the convention has gotten bigger and bigger, and the ECG has been invited back every year since the very first one. This year, they chose a much larger location for the convention due to its popularity, and it certainly did not disappoint. This is always a great event for the garrison, and this year was no different. The ECG had a fan table set up along with their Death Star backdrop for photo ops. There were about a dozen attendees each day from the garrison. ECG members roamed the con and took photos with attendees. They also promoted the Legion and answered questions from potential new recruits who visited their table. The ECG ran a donation drive and raised $100 for the John Tyson Children Foundation. Special thanks go to John, TI42070, and Russell, TK4038, who committed themselves to organizing things for the garrison for this event. And congrats go to Joe, TK91452, on his first troop. We'll have a link to a group shot from the con in our show notes. Thanks to Anthony DZ10666 for that report. I'm sure many of our U.S. units participated in parades for the 4th of July, and here's two units' reports. Our Alaskan outpost marched in the city of Wasilla, 4th of July parade for the second year. There was an estimated crowd of two to 3,000 spectators out to see 10 501st and Mando Merc members being towed down the road in a very patriotic trooper transport trailer. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes of that. And thanks to Jen, IC84864, for that report. Then Southern California Garrison marched in the LAX Coastal Chamber of Commerce Parade, as well as, as, well as the City of Rosemead's Parade on the 4th of July. The first one is a community parade that has grown exponentially since its inception in 2000. For the last 17 years, the parade brings together the local community, businesses, nonprofit organization, and civil organizations to celebrate the holiday. The parade is solely funded by the generosity of the community and local businesses. SoCal Garrison sent out nearly 30 troopers, including Darth Vader, Captain Phasma, Kylo Ren, Boba Fett, and Commander Wolf, plus had support from the Rebel Legion and Mando Mercs. For the city of Rosemead 4th of July parade, the garrison sent out nearly two dozen members, plus a half a dozen from the Rebel Legion Galactic Academy. The event host sent out this thank you. Thank you to all the groups that came out and supported this long-running city holiday festivities. She especially made note of us by saying, Once again, the garrison is the highlight of the parade, and you seem to never let our city down. I believe our Alaskan outpost is the ranking champ on sheer quantity of hospital visits they make. On June 30th, Lord Vader, his Imperial officers, and a rogue Mandalorian merc spent the afternoon bringing Star Wars-sized smiles to the little patients, their families, and staff at Alaska Native Medical Center. They went to each individual room bringing shenanigans, smiles, and laughter to kids and parents too sick to leave the unit all in the name of the Empire. And although the NICU is off-limits to visitors from the dark side, they were able to peek through the glass wall and take selfies with staff and parents inside. On July 13th, the Alaskan troopers went in for their 17th monthly visit at the Children's Hospital at Providence, and it was a particularly emotional one. They had the privilege of spending a lot of time in each room with each child and their family, which was an amazing opportunity for them to talk Star Wars and a distraction from treatments and pain. They made sure to wish a very special happy birthday to a super special girl who in 17 months has only been home for two of their visits. She will be 13 this month, and the 
whole crew made sure she knew they didn't forget her special day. There were lots of hugs and tears all around. This girl is a big Admiral Tao ID 62832 fan. They have a pretty special relationship, and this was his last visit with his Alaska crew for a couple of years. The goodbye was sweet and emotional, with lots of hugs all around. Crewman Wallace, IC84864, was also able to give out more of the special TK cancer patches designed and made by Sam Newcomer, TK54548, to a girl who is battling cancer and has been a part of their many visits many times and her mom. Sam is fighting his own battle with cancer and the patches are a reminder to Sam and those who receive them to never give up and that the Legion is behind them. The night shift in the ER at Providence Alaska Medical Center was in need of some dark side love and a good moral boost on August 3rd. Plus, the outpost crew couldn't send Admiral Tao, ID 62832, off to Washington State without one last hospital visit. It was an emotional visit for the original four troopers that have spent the last year and a half growing the busy Alaskan outpost into what it is today and now sending their beloved Admiral off for a short while, and it was a much-needed boost for staff and patients in the busy emergency room. Then, of course, shenanigans ensued, as that's what they do best. We'll have links to photo galleries for all three of these troops in our show notes. And thanks to Jen, IC84864, for those reports. Empire City Garrison made several library visits this summer. On July 14th, three members were at the East Rockaway Library Star Wars Day. ECG troopers were stationed in the Star Wars activity room in the back of the library. There was a lot of space, so they were able to set up a photo backdrop and some Legion signage. Parents and children filed into the room and were in awe that Lord Vader was there to greet them with his trooper and a pilot. This was a surprise to the local families as it was not advertised that the Empire was stopping by. They posed for a ton of photos with the parents, children, and library staff. Even the mayor of East Rockaway stopped in for, for, for some photo ops. This was a great event for the community and the library has already expressed that she'd love to have the ECG back. Check out some photos for that troop via the link in our show notes. Thanks to Anthony TK10666 for that report. Next, on July 22nd, ECG invaded Mineola Library for a minicon. Chris TK6744, Joe TK91452, and Alberto SL20055 represented ECG and were joined by Jedi Mike, Elisa as Ray, and Jedi Len, as well as members of the Empire Saber Guild. Minicon is a pop culture mini convention that focused on science fiction, fantasy, steampunk, comics, gaming, and anime. It was all open to all ages and featured dealer tables, activities, costume contest, and a performance by Tonks and the Oars, a Harry Potter wizard rock band. Many of the kids and adults were in costume and had fun participating in the various activities. It was much bigger and more crowded than any expected, and it was a huge success for the library. Legionnaires had a great time taking photos giving out cards, and interacting with some very enthusiastic kids and adults. On July 29th, they attended another library minicon, this time at East Islip Public Library. Chris TK6744, Richie TI10456, Ron SL5928, and Shane IN67790 were in attendance from the ECG. Along the same lines as the other library's events, this minicon focused on science fiction, fantasy, and comics. Thanks to the advertised costume contest, many of the kids and adults were in costume and had fun participating in the various activities. ECG hosted a quick blasted trooper event, and the kids had a great time blasting the trooper. 
Finally, on August 4th, ECG trooped a Star Wars library event at the Henry Waldinger Memorial Library in Valley Stream, New York. The OG trooping duo of Chris TK6744 and Ron SL5928 had a great time taking photos with guests, interacting with the kids, handing out citations, and helping celebrate their children's reading program. They had various activities and games for the kids, and the library provided a table to distribute cards and information about our groups, and the kids almost cleaned them out of cards, taking one of each character. Ron did a special ABCs of Star Wars game, where a group of kids guessed the character for each letter of the alphabet, which the kids really enjoyed. There were also some very enthusiastic kids who asked a bunch of cute questions that only kids seemed to think up. Thanks to Chris, TK76744, for those reports. On July 15th, Garrison Carita invaded Brickfest at the Monroeville Convention Center. They hosted a booth with our signature Blasted Trooper game where con attendees could fire Nerf darts at a trooper for a donation to Make-A-Wish. It was a huge success with lines around the convention center and raised more than $2,000 to help make wishes come true. Excellent work. And thanks to Make-A-Wish volunteers who came out and helped at the 501st booth. That's a big plus. Also on July 15th, Empire City Garrison attended the 7th Annual Long Island Toy Show at Hofstra University in Hempstead, New York. They were joined by members of the Rebel Legion's Echo Base. In fact, Base CO Mike did double duty and did a shift with the 501st and one for the RL over the course of the five-hour troop. After a large crowd for the early bird hour, which was an extra fee, there was a steady stream of guests that kept Legionnaires pretty busy. They took photos and answered questions about the clubs at the table. They hosted their photo ops for charity and raised $50 for the John Thiessen Children's Foundation. For newer listeners, the JTCF is a local charity in New York that brings games, activities, toys, and treats to children at local area hospitals. The management of the show were very happy and appreciative to have the 501st and Rebel Legion attend. For some odd reason, we generated a lot of attention and exposure for them. They were even interviewed by Newsday as well, and we have a link to that article in our show notes. Shout out and welcome to Tabitha, DZ61406, for her first official troop with the Empire City Garrison. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report. Members of the 501st Legion donated their helmet artwork for a TK helmet auction to raise money for Make-A-Wish and the 501st Endowment Fund. With 25 helmets, over $2,500 in donations was raised. Troopers from Southern California Garrison walked the art gallery enticing potential bidders to come in and check it out. The highlight of the auction was when Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka herself, called in and placed the winning bid for the Ahsoka helmet. Hopefully we can get some photos of the art pieces linked in our show notes. On July 21st, Alaskan Outpost made their fourth visit to the Ronald McDonald House at Alaska Native Medical Center. This facility serves the Alaska Native community that is often from very rural parts of Alaska. This is always a fun opportunity to visit all different types of patients and their families. Troopers always have a blast bringing smiles to those they visit and provide distractions from medical treatment and the fact that many of these patients are very far from home. This visit, they had the opportunity to make their way to other parts of the main hospital, like the radiology department, cafeteria, main lobbies, because staff enjoy their Friday Brighton, too. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes. And thanks again to Jen, IC84864, for that report. On July 22nd, Alaskan Outpost helped the Ark of Anchorage celebrate their second annual teddy bear picnic. 
The donations and support raised through this event helps the ARC create and maintain outdoor spaces that go beyond accessibility standards, where children and adults of all abilities can play together. Anchorage currently has 10 inclusive playgrounds and two more being installed this summer at South Anchorage Sports Park and Muldoon Town Square Park. The Outpost members were honored to entertain patrons, pose for photos, and lead the teddy bear parade. The Dark Side couldn't have been happier for the opportunity to come out and help kids and families of all abilities play together. Check out the fun photos via the link in our show notes. And thanks to Jen, IC84864, for that report. On July 22nd, 10 members from Southern California Garrison, plus Ray from the Rebel Legion, and Sabine from the Galactic Academy, participated in a back-to-school event made possible through a partnership between the San Gabriel Pomona Regional Center, the Richard D. Davis Foundation, local law enforcement, and other community organizations to give back to the community of developmentally disabled children. This was a free event for all families receiving support from the regional center system. I'm sure this was just one of many back-to-school initiatives our members helped out with. On Saturday, August 5th, More than 60 characters, as well as R2-D2, descended once again upon planet Earth and invaded Hillside's children's group home. Revelries were had by Earthlings and galactic citizenry, Imperials included. We think that Kylo Ren, however, was the star of the day since it was his likeness on a patch that was given to all younglings and costumed characters in attendance. Before the visit even began, children watched an episode of Clone Wars, and uh, they also had some coloring activities and uh, things to do, and then they were visited by characters from all over the galaxy. In addition to a patch, the children also received trading cards, inflatable Star Wars beach balls from some very generous donors, and cupcakes were even shared between younglings and Star Wars characters alike. Saber Guild capped off the event with another amazing lightsaber demonstration. Good times and memories were had and will continue to be had in years to come. This was our seventh year in a row. Thank you to all of the clubs, including the 501st Legion, Mandalorian Mercs, Rebel Legion, Saber Guild, the Dark Empire, and our two builders. Hope to see you all again when we head back in December. Uh, thanks to uh, Joe, SL12743, for that report. <laughs> yeah, that's my twice annual uh, Hillsides uh, Orphanage visit. Children's Group Home is the uh, politically correct term, I suppose. And uh, going back in December, we've been doing, the, doing that now every year since uh, 2011. So it's uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Nikki, you were in my state recently. And uh, what did you do? so big state so i wasn't near you so like you know don't yell at me for not visiting because i was up in san francisco i'm down south so i'll forgive you for that (laughs) plus i had no car so i couldn't really travel around much but anyways um so earlier this month actually last month in july a few people got a email from lucasfilm inviting them out to san francisco uh none of us knew who the other people were that were going to be coming Uh, We had to sign non-disclosure agreements, you know, the whole shebang. So it was all kind of um, hush hush. And um, but then finally, um, August 12th, I got to fly out to San Francisco. Never been to San Francisco before. So it was very exciting. Never been on a plane by myself before. So that was very (laughs) nerve wracking, (laughs) especially since the first plane, first leg of my journey, the plane that I got on, you could almost see over the top of the plane. And people had to duck to get into it, and it was, like, really small. So that was that didn't, you know, bode very well for the rest of my journey. But I made it, obviously, and back again. Um, so the first day, 
since most of it was travel, I didn't have too much time, um, but I did meet with Albin, who was one of the other people that was invited. Albin Johnson, obviously, founder of the 501st and current LXO. Um, so he his flight came in just a little bit before mine. Um, so we were able to meet up at the airport and we got a carpool from a Cloud City Garrison member who came down to pick us up. And on the way to our hotel, we stopped by Fisherman's Wharf. So that we got to do a little sightseeing, saw the Golden Gate Bridge, saw Alcatraz out in the distance. And uh, we had some in and out for uh, lunch since I had never eaten there before. And then that was like a California thing, I figured. <laughs> and uh, I was very excited because I was handed my receipt at the restaurant. And she's like, your order number 66. No I'm way. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. My first time at In and Out, and I got Order 66. I was like obscenely uh, excited of these, like, you know, little tiny things. Um, so that was cool. Uh, then the, um, the next morning, we uh, gathered in the hotel for breakfast. We kind of got to meet some of the other people that got invited to this. And uh, it was members from different costuming clubs, as well as members from different like fan news outlets, mm-hmm. like Ripple Scum and Mintinbox.net and Jedi News, um, Star Wars Action News. I'm probably forgetting a couple of them. Um, but some of us that were were gathered early, because uh, technically our, our event didn't start till Monday. But on Sunday, uh, we went and visited Rancho Obi-Wan thanks to Steve Sansweet's uh, kind invitation. So that was very exciting because I had never been able to visit his museum before. Um, I, I was like overwhelmed with all the stuff that was in there. I tried to take as many pictures as I could. Um, cause this was, this was something I, I felt so guilty about going because it was going to be a family trip. And so I'm like, I need to take lots of pictures to show my kids. Um, but Hopefully someday I can take the whole rest of the family. But for this trip, I tried to enjoy myself and not be too guilty about going uh, without them. Uh, but uh, Steve mentioned that now that he's working back at Lucasfilm again in the fan relations and PR department, that he actually doesn't do the tours at Rancho Obi-Wan anymore. It's it's either Anne or a docent that's uh, running the tour. So it was very special to be able to have him you know, do our tour for us. Um, also, if you go to the Jedi News Facebook page, they did live stream the first hour of our tour. Uh, so you can see what, what we saw for at least the first hour of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that night, we had a, a group dinner and some more of the people um, joined that hadn't already been there for Rancho Obi-Wan. I think the, the R2 Builders Club uh, guys, they, they're in California, so they didn't have to fly in early. Uh, then, so Monday, August 14th, we were picked up at our hotel by this giant luxury bus thing. And, as uh, you know, it was, hi, good morning. Here's your NDA to sign. And that was like how we were greeted in the lobby. So, um, we got that out of the way and then we were bussed over to the Presidio for the Lucasfilm and ILM offices and tours and meetings. And we spent, we spent all day there. Um, they treated us to lunch and dinner. Uh, we had meetings that were primarily for the, the news sites because they wanted to get everyone's help on really 
promoting uh, Force Friday too and the Find the Force initiative. So they were letting us kind of have a, a sneak peek of that so that we would be ready for when that launched and to, you know, help spread the word. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool to get a sneak peek. Um, obviously, my, my NDA is expired now because it's already um, come out on August 24th was when they announced the Find the Force stuff. But at the time, we couldn't tell anyone back then that we were uh, getting sneak peek to this stuff. Um, so I can say that the, we that app that we talked about earlier in the show, the Star Wars, official Star Wars app, um, it is a big download to get the Find the Force portion of it. Uh, so make sure to do that ahead of time so that if you go to the store for Force Friday, you're not sitting there in the store trying to, you know, figure it out then. Um, there will be standees at the stores that you can scan to get your virtual characters. Um, plus, there, there's, like we mentioned earlier, there's the online graphics on websites and emails all over the place where you can get, I think, those graphics all just give you the same character, the Porgs, which is a new character for The Last Jedi, little cute penguiny looking things. Um, so, so that gets you at least that character. And then you'd have to um, find some of the other standees and other like QR codes to find other characters. There's 15 altogether that you have to collect. Um, so that was pretty cool. We got... Um, it, when when people, I guess, at Lucasfilm offices found out that there was going to be a group of, of Star Wars fans visiting, all of a sudden it turned into, because it was initially just going to be a half-day meeting, and it turned into an all-day thing because people from the Star Wars show wanted to talk with us, and then uh, another licensee wanted to talk to us and show us product, and then the um, social media team wanted to talk to us, so it became like this all-day thing, but we did get some time to... Um, go on a tour of the Lucasfilm and ILM and all of the, the artifacts and memorabilia and, and stuff they have on display. So that was pretty cool. And it was, um, I took as many pictures as I could. There's some areas you can't take pictures, some areas you can. So I tried to sneak as many as I could. Um, we also got to meet with some of the reps to look at the new product that's going to come out. Um, so I can't share any of those pictures yet until Force Friday 2. Um, but I definitely have some things that are already on, you know, my wish list uh, that I saw. And uh, there's already leaked pictures of stuff. So people have already probably seen it at that point, but I have to wait until Friday. Um, so that was that was Monday, all day at Lucasfilm. And then Lucasfilm folks were like, well, you know, since you're already in town, maybe you'd like to go see Skywalker Ranch. And we're like, <laughs> would we? Of course. <laughs> So, so that added another day to, to our adventure. Um, but once again, we um, got picked up that morning and brought over to Skywalker Ranch. Um, oh, one other thing I forgot to mention at Lucasfilm uh, was we got treated to a, a screening of um, Star Wars Rebels, uh, one of the episodes from the show for season four. Ooh, and awesome. um, it was curated by Dave Filoni himself. So he came out and he gave us, you know, the background on the episode we were going to watch. And then afterwards, he just hung out in the theater for like a half hour and was just chatting with us about, you know, his philosophy on the force and, you know, how he viewed, um, you know, stuff that took place in the episode. Um, So that was that was very surreal because it was 
It was kind of like attending a convention panel where there was only, you know, there was only like 10 of us, you know, so it was this really, really mini intimate type of conversation. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Um, so then back over to so the next day to Skywalker Ranch, um, we had, so that day the meeting was more so to talk to the fan clubs on um, event coordination and um, stuff that we could do for Force Friday. Um for the first half of the day. And then um, before lunch, we got to go to the Stag Theater, which is the the giant, impressive THS, THX decked out, you know, theater that's at Skywalker Ranch. And uh, they played us a little sizzle reel from uh, The Last Jedi. And um, there, was, there was quite a few, you know, special moments of, Carrie Fisher, obviously, in there, and so myself and the the lady that I was sitting next to got quite a bit teary eyed, and um, so so when they stopped the the clip, and then all of a sudden they introduced that Ryan Johnson was walking in the room. And no. The first, <laughs> yeah. So the wow. first thing that blurted out of my mouth, I'm like, "You should have given us Kleenex." <laughs> like great now he's like gonna think i'm this emotional woman but oh well so so but he commented something back like well that's the reaction i wanted so I'm like oh still you should have handed out kleenex but so that was so exciting because we were already you know awe inspired by what we were seeing and then obviously the the amazing sound system and then to have ryan johnson walk out we were just you know starstruck basically (laughs) um so uh that was another thing where it was basically you know just 10 of us sitting in this giant theater and he was just you know chit-chatting with us for a a half hour um and the one thing that really struck me uh you know he was you know fielding our questions and i believe it was one of the r2 builders asked him what was um was a thing that you were most you know, excited about when you when you first walked on on the set to do the Last Jedi, and he said it was that the Millennium Falcon set was already there and built, you know, and in place from Force Awakens, um, and he knew, you know, in the back of his mind and in his heart when he first walked onto it that he was going to have an emotional reaction to it, you know, as any Star Wars fan would. Um, but what he thought that would happen with that it would kind of like flash back to scenes of the movie where you see, you know, the millennium Falcon set, but that didn't happen. What happened was it flashed him all the way back to when he was a kid and when he was playing with his own millennium Falcon toy and how he made the action figures, you know, go through the set pieces and that he like, wasn't quite expecting that uh, kind of a reaction to like, just suck him straight back to his childhood. So I thought that was pretty neat that it, that it like instantly reconnected him with his youth just by walking on the set. So that was very exciting. Um, then they played us the the trailer for The Last Jedi, which everyone has already seen, mm-hmm. but it doesn't compare at all to when you get to see it in the Stag Theater at Skywalker Ranch. So, mm-hmm. so that was very impressive. Um, so then that was sort of a half day. Um, we got uh, shuttled back to our hotel around three. So we were kind of up in the air for dinner plans because our flight, because Alvin and I are on the, the East Coast, they didn't schedule our flights till the next day. Um, so we were kind of 
torn for what to do because we didn't, uh, sorry, Golden Gate Garrison, but we didn't tell anyone that we were in California because we took the NDAs like super, super, super seriously. Um, <laughs> so we didn't tell anyone. So, but finally, when it got to be, you know, Tuesday evening, we were trying to figure out what to do for dinner. We started reaching out to um, the CEO of Golden Gate Garrison and see, is, you know, is there anyone who'd like to meet us for dinner? Um, and fortunately, we had two people uh, who were able to meet us out at, um, I don't even remember the restaurant they drove us to. Um, but so we, we got to meet at least two people. And um, then we also had a, a bonus visit on uh, when they drove us back to our hotel. We got to uh, sneak a peek at Pixar. And uh, so I have some pictures with, you know, that giant Pixar lamp and ball that mm-hmm. that is out front of their offices. So that was pretty cool to be able to sneak in one more little sightseeing thing on the way home. So so that was it. That was my exciting visit to San Francisco. So I, I was kind of joking with, with my husband that, you know, I, I feel guilty about, you know, ditching you all and going out to California without you. But he got to go out to uh, Pasadena for the Rose Bowl parade and kind of, you know, ditched all us, <laughs> the rest of the family at home. So I'm like, so this is my mini Rose parade. I get to go to California to do a cool thing this time. Yeah, Skywalker so. Ranch and Rancho Obi-Wan. And uh, <laughs> I used to live up that way uh, in the East Bay. And uh, just being able to go into San Francisco at Fisherman's Wharf and Pier 39 was always mm-hmm. a lot of fun. But I've never been to Skywalker Ranch. Jealous I am. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it was very exciting. And it was it was very encouraging that Lucasfilm was willing to do this and how much they are interested in our input and, you know, wanting to to collaborate on different um, things that they have going on. And so, like I said, very encouraging. And uh, I hope that this will strengthen uh, communication, not only between, you know, the groups in Lucasfilm, but also with all of us hanging out at the hotel, um, we got a lot more communication going amongst the the fan clubs and the news sites as well. Um, so that's a nice, you know, little bonding that we that we got to do and hopefully, you know, increase the flow of communication between all the different groups. I did see, speaking of that, I saw on uh, Facebook there, there was a photograph of, uh, I think, the heads of uh, the fan groups that were there at Lucasfilm. Um, you had Albin, and then you had, I think, the current CEO of the Rebel Legion. You had uh, Tom, the founder of the uh, Mandalorian Mercs, and then you had Rob, who is the head of Saber Guild, uh, were there. Uh, there's a picture of all the four of them together, I noticed, on uh, Facebook. So uh, I, mm-hmm. I knew something was afoot. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yep, yep. That was my first time in my life I had ever signed an NDA so or even <laughs> been told I needed to sign an NDA for anything. So um, yeah, the only person I told was my husband <laughs> because he had to get me to the airport and watch the kids. You know, I felt that was important. Um, but then a few days before I was going to fly out, I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe I should tell my mom. You know, I'm flying across the country, and what if someone tags me in a picture, and she's gonna be like, "What are you doing?" So, so yeah, I told my my husband and my mom, and that was it. And I'm like, okay, I think, I think that's safe. I better not tell anyone else, though. But yeah, and then you know, I started getting tagged in pictures, and like people are asking what I'm doing in California, and I'm like, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer. Yeah. Oh, what a treat! So, yeah, but very awesome. fun trip. Awesome trip. I'm happy right. for you. 
<laughs> Thanks. This is Steve Sansweet, TK6590, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Upcoming events. Very important weekend coming up this weekend with Force Friday 2, Fan Expo Toronto, and the 501st Homecoming Con, Dragon Con. As we mentioned at the top of the show, on September 1st, actually starting very, very late on August 31st, 501st members will be out at their local retailers helping celebrate the release of the new Last Jedi merchandise. Yeah, so have you guys seen any of the, the leaked pictures or or anything of the merchandise that's coming out? Just a little bit. I, I try to kind of ignore it uh, as yeah. much as I can. But I, was, uh, I guess, guess we'll see them in a few days anyway. I mean, back when I worked in retail, the boxes mm-hmm. had like these giant dates on them that you couldn't miss. And there were, it was beat into us at least, there were strict penalties if you put that stuff out early. And then I'm seeing people buying them already. And I'm like, every year, really? Doesn't it? Yeah. What the, is up with that? That happens around here. The uh, A lot of the local Walmarts and Targets, and uh, I won't say any specific ones, but uh, the ones around me, uh, they are guilty of that. Uh, as soon as they get the stock, they put it on the shelves. Uh, they don't, uh, even though they're supposed to wait until Force Friday, um, there's people already gobbling these things up. And, uh, well, I haven't shopped at these particular places <laughs> for the same reason. Reasons that Marcus mentioned, I, I don't want to. Uh, I want to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, some of that stuff is already, uh, I think, uh, on the uh, out and out now. Same here. Yep. Yeah. So, are you guys planning on doing any uh, activities or troops for Force Friday? Yeah, we have uh, at least two troops in Middle Tennessee. Uh, so we have a both are Toys R Us, one in Clarksville and one in. Franklin, which is just south of Nashville. So they, we asked them, and then they said yes. They remembered us from last year and the year before. And so, yeah, it's going to be, I think the interest uh, last year with Rogue One wasn't as high as with The Force Awakens, but um, I'm thinking that this year with Episode 8 might be on the same level as with um, Episode 7 or in between Rogue One and episode seven, but I think we'll have a good turnout. People waiting in line, I mean, sorry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> I think so. I think anticipation is uh, uh, going to be uh, up there. Probably, I, I would guess, right, right as much as uh, we had for The Force Awakens. Um, mm-hmm. I know Southern California Garrison has a lot of things uh, uh, planned for Force Friday, too. They're going to be at a lot of different places, but uh, I won't be at any of them. I'll, I'll be uh, working. You know, uh, Really, the only troops I do anymore are uh, at Hillsides, just because that's mm-hmm. my, my event. But um yeah, I mean, I remember seeing on the SCG boards that uh, uh, they have a lot planned for Force Friday, too. So I'm sure that uh, uh, wherever you plan to shop, uh, odds are you uh, very odds are very good that uh, uh, Legionnaires will be there. Yep. Uh, we have a couple events planned for, or I should say we have a couple of places we've been invited to for Garrison Excelsior. Um, but most of our Garrison's actually going to be traveling up to Fan Expo. Um which the, the Force Fridays are always landing on Labor Day weekend and Fan Expo is always on Labor Day weekend. So it's making us really uh, uh, tough to do these events. Um, but but the convention is definitely a big draw for our members. So 
we have to try to try to hope if we can staff the Force Friday events with people that are not going to the convention. Um, be sort of a smaller turnout, but we'll see what we can do. So, so speaking of which, my my favorite convention is coming up this weekend, and of course, I haven't even started packing. But it's Fan Expo Canada, hosted by the amazing Canadian Garrison. It's running August thirty first through September third at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. The setup of their spectacular booth display will actually start tomorrow, August 29th. But by the weekend, there will be more than 150 501st Rebel Legion and R2 Builder members gathered to entertain con attendees, fundraise for Make-A-Wish, and of course, party. So not too many Star Wars celebrities on the guest list this year, um, but there will be a special screening of Star Wars Rebels Season 4 with some surprise guests. Um, if I can get international reception, I'm going to try to go live on the 501st Cast Facebook page during the convention, um, or at least I'm hoping I can snag some video and audio so that we can share it later on the show. Is that the same uh, screening as you did in at the Presidio? Like, was that the first episode of Season 4, or what did you guys watch? Uh, no, so I think at, was it Celebration, they did the first episode, Oh yeah, I remember correctly? Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, at so I asked Dave Filoni because I could. Um, <laughs> I asked him what he was going to be bringing to Fan Expo, and he said it was going to be episode two, but they're also going to play episode one just because it it would make more sense for the people that didn't go to Celebration to see them both in one chunk. Um, but actually, uh, at the uh, Presidio, I got to see episode six. Just six. Yep. Okay. They just they jumped ahead and showed us episode six. Mm-hmm. So, so that was pretty exciting. The awe-inspiring MegaCon Dragon Con is also coming up this weekend. Here's a report from Georgia Garrison CO Jake. For Dragon Con 2017, we have lots of exciting things to do. We've again partnered with our sister clubs, the Rebel Legion and the Mandalorian Mercs, to help all members have a great time. At any time, if you have questions, get lost, or are looking for a place to meet your friends, the Legion table will be located on the marquee level in the Marriott behind the escalators next to the Dragon Con store. While members are always welcome to hang around and take pictures in costume, we have no space to change or to store items. If you signed up to take part in the parade, wristbands will be handed out at the table all day Friday only. There will be no wristbands handed out at parade staging. If you're getting a Saturday-only pass to DragonCon, you'll need to have someone get your parade wristband for you. If you're signed up for table duty, please make sure to arrive as close to the start of your shift as possible. We all know DragonCon is full of people and that sometimes traffic jams happen, so being a few minutes late is okay. Being 45 minutes late, not so much. Star Wars track is once again full of Legion members sharing what they love. We help kick the convention off at 10 a.m. on Friday with a Meet the Fan Groups panel where Georgie Garrison XO Amy Bray will be joined by Garrison members David Lindeberry, Melissa Pye, Casey Riley, and Cliff Bray as they discuss what it is we do and how to join us. Melissa is also moderating a panel full of Legion ladies to discuss women and costuming, tackling the unique challenges that come with building armor for women. The theme this year is I've got all this plastic, now what? This takes place at 7 p.m. on Saturday. Legion members Kevin Reitzel and Michael Morris are leading a discussion on 40 years of Star Wars at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. Additionally, the track schedule reads like a who's who of honorary members, including Peter Mayhew, Michael Stackpole, Timothy Zahn, Kevin J. Anderson, E.K. Johnston, and Daniel Logan. And who doesn't want to watch two biologists throw down on which is superior, Star Wars or Star Trek biology? 
Saturday is always our busy day as we anchor the annual Dragon Con Parade, which will be televised in its entirety for the second year in a row. Members need to arrive at staging no later than 9 a.m. to take part in the group pictures and get in the yearly Good vs. Rebels picture experience. Step off for the parade is at 10 a.m. and there is a shuttle from the Marriott Marquis, Cortland Street side, like you're walking from the Marriott to the Hilton, to staging. Make sure to arrive early as lines are insane, and any shuttle leaving after 9.30 a.m. won't make it in time to participate. That night, after a shower and a nap, is the annual Legion's Mixer, where members of all three clubs can chat, take a load off, and just relax with other members in the only private on-site event allowed at DragonCon. Honorary members are always invited, and thanks to Brian Herring, BB-8 puppeteer and honorary member, we've got some extremely exciting items to be raffled off. Additional donations from the other HMs, including Christian Wagner, will also be raffled with all proceeds going to charities. Drawings take place at 9.30 p.m., and you must be present to win. Tickets are $20 per person, cash, and include a wristband, a commemorative patch, and one raffle ticket. Additional patches can be purchased for $5, and additional raffle tickets are $5 each, or 5 for 20 There will also be a cash bar. Guests are welcome, but a member must purchase the tickets. This runs from 7 to 11 p.m., with announcements happening in the 8 to 9 o'clock hour. Mixer takes place on the 10th floor of the Marriott. Saturday Late Night belongs to us as Legion Charity Officer Bobby Shively, also known as DJ BZB, takes over the Star Wars track party at 10 p.m. in the Hilton Grand Salon. Make no mistake, last party on Alderaan is the party at DragonCon, and BZB has been a massive part of that. Able to mix anything from Backstreet Boys to Drake, this man even had the party dancing when, due to a breaker flipping, he did an acapella version of Boots and Pants and Boots and Pants. Well, the issue was fixed. If you can only make one Legion-ish event, make it this one. You won't be disappointed. Sunday at 2.30 in the Marriott Imperial Ballroom is the finals of the Star Wars Costume Contest, which is run by our friends over at the Rebel Legion Bespin Base with celebrity judges and possibly even some juggling. Sunday night is also the Mando Death March, taking 80 Boba Fetts around all five host hotels and ending in the Marriott with some good old-fashioned Mando drinking. If you're an official member, this is a must-do event. There might even be pizza. The march begins at 8 p.m. in the Hyatt Lobby. On behalf of the Georgia Garrison, Bespin Base, and the Nast Clan, we're looking forward to having everyone in town and look forward to a great con. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, dot com. Member Shoutout. Each member of United Kingdom Garrison and the 501st Legion as a whole has a different reason why they decided to build their costume and join. But this story from one new member, TD40803, Zen Ong, is very, very special. Here's the story. 26 months ago, my, my nearly 12-year-old daughter, Anne-Maria Ong, was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of childhood soft tissue cancer. Being an avid Star Wars and cosplay fan, just like her younger brother Marco, and having met many stormtroopers at the cons and other charity events, one of her wishes she had for when she got better was to join the 501st as a full-fledged sand trooper. Why is Sandy? Because they look tough and really cool, she said. But alas, 
that was not to be. She lost her battle of cancer and died on Boxing Day, December 26, 2016. Thanks to a close family friend, fellow cancer patient, and UKG member, Paul Bullock, TK3046, members of the garrison turned out to form an honor guard for her at the funeral in January this year. It was shortly after the funeral that we decided that we need to somehow try to make this unfulfilled wish of hers come true, to join the Fiber First in her stead. So after four months of much effort with costumes and scratch building, a lot of our kids, with a ton of help and advice from the Dirty Boys in the Britannia Patrol, UK Garrison Fiber First, we finally managed to fulfill her wish in July. Firebrand Cadet Marco, CMAN3150, got his costume finished and accepted into the Galactic Academy, while I got myself cleared and inducted into the UKG at the recent Manchester Comic Con as an the New Hope Sand Trooper, TD40803. And the real icing on the cake, my Legion ID is her date of birth, 4 August 2003. A wish fulfilled, a silent promise kept. Welcome to the UKG and the Fiber First, Zen. We're honored to have you join us and to take on the stream of Anna Maria's inner memory. We are sure she would be immensely proud of you. The Ong family have set up a fundraising page in memory of Anna Maria to support the research of Professor Janet Shipley at the Institute of Cancer Research in Sutton. Her research group is currently focused on identifying molecular markers for high-risk young-onset sarcomas and on understanding the associated molecular mechanisms in order to derive new treatments for the young patients. We'll have a link to that page in our show notes. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter twitter.com slash 501st legion join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping star wars and charity and don't forget you can listen to this podcast on our website on itunes stitcher and the star wars podcasts android app The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans while it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st cast. Oh, it's me. I knew that. There's one for the end. Did I skip that? Yep. Oh, well, there's <laughs> more content for the end of the, the podcast. I guess that's a good thing in some sense. <laughs> that's Roku Deco. <laughs> that's Roku Depot. R O Q O O D E P O T dot com.